0: Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds.
1: And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. We have a great guest today. She is one of LA's best stagers. I've used her many times. Welcome Kelly Melman from K-Grace Interiors.
1: Hi, Paul. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi. Thanks for coming on. Sure.
2: No problem.
0: Kelly has staged quite a few of my homes, and it makes a huge difference. I am a huge (laughs) proponent of staging. If you've ever walked into a vacant house or a grandma house, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean, because everyone's seen green shag carpet, or versus a staged house that's professionally photographed, they're just not the same animal right, Kelly?
2: 100%. I've been doing this probably for about nine years now. And there are some houses I walk in and think, I don't know what we can do with this one. It's it's not good. <laughs> it's a grandma house and they don't want to do a lot, but somehow we walk out of it and I always walk out and think I could live here. So if I do this every day and can see the difference, I think that it makes a difference whether your house is a flip and it's a nice new remodel or it's an older home where. We're just trying to make it look pretty. Sometimes I call that lipstick on a pig, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it helps. Um, We've done houses with pink Pepto-Bismol walls and made them look better. And then we've done beautiful modern houses. And I think no matter what we do, the version of the stage, whether it's a vacant stage or we call a redesign where it has furniture in it already or somebody's living in it, we always seem to make it better and a little more neutral and definitely more sellable, which is obviously the ultimate goal.
1: Do you feel like the majority of your business is vacant homes or is it kind of a combination of the types you mentioned?
2: I would say up until COVID, it was primarily vacant homes. That's what we prefer to do. I will say I'm probably one of the few stagers in the Valley, at least that will even do a occupied home. And the reason those are harder is one, because people are living in it Two, They want to use more of their things in it. So those are more where you go in and kind of edit and try to make the best of what's there and get them to neutralize it as much as possible so that somebody else can come in and begin to see themselves living in that space. Yeah. People don't really understand that. And I think we all live in our home and we don't see what our home actually looks like until another pair of eyes comes in and sees it. Right. And I like to say that I have x-ray vision and I can see through all of their stuff and kind of see the potential in it. So it's what makes us good at what we do.
0: It's one word, clutter. (laughs) Clutter.
2: 100% clutter. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was my
1: next question too. Whether it comes to like editing or just decluttering, where does that stuff go? Do you put it in like storage pot
2: or... That's kind of one of the first questions I ask is do you have somewhere to put it? Okay. Storage pods are good. Garage space is even better because it's then you don't have a storage pod sitting in front. And I even tell them like, go through your cabinets, go through your closets, like all of that. When people open your cabinets, they don't want to see your stuff. They want to see room for their stuff. So, Mm -hmm. and I say, if you're not taking it with you and you haven't used it since you moved into this house and it's in a box in the garage, get rid of it. But it's really hard for people to do. Yeah. And I understand that we all like I look around my house and while well, this is what I do for a living and my house is pretty clean, I still would probably have somebody come in and and have to look see the things that I don't see because I look past them. Right.
0: But let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. you have the design eye as soon as you walk into a house. For an agent that gets a new listing and walks into that house, how do you recommend they would decide does this house need to be staged or decluttered? Like what, what's the decision matrix here?
2: Agents, I think for agents in general, we give a complimentary consultation, have us come out, (laughs) like just have us come with you, make us part of your team. And I feel like the agents that I work with that have done that have been more successful because then they don't have to be the bad guy. They, we get to say, Hey, your house is too cluttered or too messy and they can still maintain that positive relationship with their client. And I can kind of be the bad guy. So, but I think they look at houses every day. If they look at it and think, would they buy it or would they not buy it based on what they see? That's, that's when they should call in a professional. I think a lot of agents are often afraid to say what they see because they don't want to hurt that relationship. And so in my opinion, and not just for the business, I say always call a stager and call somebody else in, have them come look. And another thing I tell clients all the time is take a picture of each room in your house go to bed, get up the next morning, look at that picture. Would you buy that? (laughs) You know, and chances are the question is no. I mean, the answer is no, you would not.
0: That's why they're moving out of that house.
2: (laughs) Well, but not even would you buy it from how it functions, but would you buy it from a, from a like, how does it look standpoint?
1: Yeah, it really is true. It's like, whether it's vacant or whether it's so cluttered, it's really hard for consumers to see past that and like imagine their stuff in that Mm -hmm. house. When it's one of those two extremes,
2: one hundred percent. We want to add. I mean, staging a house is like online dating in a way. People mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. people are swiping right and left at your photos <laughs> from your home, and they're gonna take two seconds to make that decision if they're swiping right or left. So yeah. we used to compare it to having your car detailed, but I think online dating resonates better with people these days. <laughs> so well,
0: I'll say this: every ultra high end listing I've seen over like five million dollars, those fancy homes, the real estate, yeah whatever. They're all staged to the nines, right? They are staged. It, There's ca- fancy cars in the garage. They are staged yes. for a, a reason, right?
2: It's a lifestyle. Yes. You're selling a lifestyle and a price point. Mm-hmm. So you can build a beautiful, beautiful brand new house with all the highest end finishes. But if you don't show somebody the lifestyle, they could live in that house. They don't, they're not as interested.
0: Or every builder tract. I've never walked into a model home in a builder tract where the home is empty. They are staged and finished and they look like you can move in with your toothbrush.
2: Because you want to believe you're going to live that lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. we put a chair or a sitting area in every master bedroom. When was the last time you sat in your master bedroom (laughs) in your chair? Never. (laughs) You You just put clothes on (laughs) it. Everybody knows that.
0: (laughs) There's a treadmill with stuff on it in the master bedroom. (laughs) 100%.
1: Yeah. So I have a question. I've always wondered this. Can you buy furniture that you see when it's like being used for staging?
2: Yes. The answer is yes, you can. Typically it is sold as is though. So I would say the furniture we use to stage a house and the furniture you want to live in are probably two different sets of furniture to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. As we've grown our company, I think we've gone into some higher end furniture. So yes, now we have some couches that actually don't feel like cardboard when you sit on them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yes, you can. But also what I have found is that Clients want to pay garage sale prices for that furniture. So it doesn't always make sense. Right Right now, every accent pillow, and we could put probably 50 accent pillows in one house. Every accent pillow you buy is, I buy, even at my price is $30. So everybody, mm. but, but somebody wants to buy it for five. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't always make sense, but yes, it is always available if someone wanted to buy it fully furnished with everything in it in place. And we've had it happen a few times where it's actually worked out and they're willing to pay the price. Where do you keep all this stuff? Do you have it in a giant warehouse? Like how much square footage do you have to have to
1: run a business like this?
2: Well, um, funny story. I started in my house um, wow. when I first started because I was buying as I went. And then every job, every job is usually out for 60-ish days or at least it was before COVID. Okay. 60 to 64 days was the average time a house was out. So I didn't need a warehouse when I first started. But then I did go and look about a year in. I was like, okay, my downstairs was literally looked like a warehouse. My daughter would come home from school and go like, Mom, what? You can't. You know, like we're done with this. So I got a warehouse in North Hollywood. I currently have about 3,500 square feet. It's not quite enough. It was before COVID when things were going a little slower, but because of COVID inventory was going in and out in 10 to 15 days, right? Like I would put it in a house and we'd pick Mm -hmm. it up a week and a half later because somebody was making an all cash offer, no contingencies, all of that good stuff. So I am currently looking for larger warehouse space. It is hard to find these days, but I have I probably have, I don't know, 40 to 50 houses worth of furniture.
0: Really? Wow. Yep. That can't fit into 3,500 square feet.
1: (laughs) It can. Can it? Well, and I'm sure some is out on projects as well, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, some yeah. is out on projects. Right.
2: So, wow. so if, when it all comes back around Christmas time, it oh, is. It's, <laughs> you can't really move. And I think then my, my car's get pulled out of my garage again and stuff goes in there. Do you have different decor for the holidays? I don't typically do holiday decor. Okay. We've toyed with the idea of doing it. But it's a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, you want to be rel- we make staging look easy because we are typically in and out of a house in a couple hours, right? But it's a like it's five hours on the front end packing it, and then comes back. It's another couple hours putting it away. If
0: if so, if you hate moving, you don't want to be a stager <laughs> because I feel like every time I saw you, it was with a moving truck.
2: Always, right? Always,
0: like that's a big yeah. part of your life, right?
2: Moving and packing is literally all I do. If you hate to move, yeah, <laughs> it is not fun. Yeah. yeah. Do you specifically <laughs> <at all? laughs> look for lightweight furniture? Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Sometimes people will ask for dressers in bedrooms. And I was like, one, why do you need a dresser? You're not living there. And we really don't need drawers. So we typically will put a console table in its place right. because that sets the Image of a dresser and shows that something that size would fit there mm-hmm. but we do not like to move heavy stuff it's oh, yeah. it's in, not fun
0: In in my next stage can I get armoire do you mind <laughs> schlepping an armoire up at my <laughs> stairs?
2: Yeah. I'll bring you one from one of those old grandma houses it's <laughs> on a fifth floor walk up Are <laughs> people say to me, <laughs> yeah. People say to me oh well your guys can move this it's really easy right and i was like I'd like a grand Seriously? piano no, you
0: Do you have a grand piano <laughs> sorry Kelly I,
2: I There are stagers who will do that for you. I am not one. Those are pool, those and pool tables. I'm out. Pool tables. <laughs> so do
1: you have like a specific style that's just all yours or do you have to kind of have a collection of different styles to match with other people's partial staging and that type of a thing?
2: Yeah, I think I would like to think that you can walk in a house I've done and know I did it, but not really know I did it. But yes, I try to stay very neutral in my basics, like in my couches and things like that. They're going to be grays or beiges. We have some stuff that I say everything I do really is not my particular style, and nor should it be because every house should have a mixture of styles in it so that everybody who walks into that house sees something they love. So maybe it's a mid century house, and I will have a lot of mid century colors and feels in there, but I also will put some modern. Or some more traditional in there just because I don't know if you're married, Sarah, but Paul, you go house shopping and, you know, the wife wants one thing, the husband Mm -hmm. wants something else. And you really have to put a mixture of all things in the house so that somebody, everybody who walks into it, finds something they like about it.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that.
0: Yeah. Let me ask about you because you started staging later in life. I uh, did right. I mean, it, how many years yeah. have you been doing this? You've had your own business for how? I've long? I've been doing
2: it about ten years now. I started 10. at about forty-seven.
0: Okay, what? I the... did
2: everything late in life. I think
0: what? <laughs> so, what the hell did you do before you did this?
2: Oh God, so many things. Were you just relaxing? I did not. I was a dental assistant. My first oh, cool. ten years out of high school, I was a dental were, assistant, were you, and I wow. worked for an orthodontic office. Were
0: you? Were you gentle? Yep. Were you gentle? That's
2: I was a great dental assistant. That was amazing. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then I went to college and got my degree. So I graduated from college at 30. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went back into the orthodontic profession and was a consultant to show offices how to do to run their offices more efficiently. So I traveled throughout the United States to dental offices and put on practice management consulting like seminars for them. Oh, cool. And then had a baby and I stayed home for a while. And then I got, I went back into the dental profession and I was in sales. I sold appointment reminders. So like, you know, when mm-hmm. you when you make a dental appointment, they text you? Yep. Yeah. I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I was traveling a lot. My daughter's like, mom, you don't really like your job, do you? And I was like, no, not really. And she was like, you should do something you love. And I actually answered an ad on Craigslist for a home staging company because somewhere in there I got a design degree. I forget exactly (laughs) where that was, but somewhere in there I did that. All right. And I actually thought this would be perfect for me (laughs) (laughs) because I don't, I like interior design, but staging and design are so different because staging is, I get to decide and it's immediate and quick design can take forever. People don't know what they want. Right. They could show you a picture, you could give them that picture and they could say, mm, "I don't know. I don't, I don't think I like that." Right. And it's very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought, "Well, I've never done staging before, but let me give it a try." And I did and I think I was pretty darn good at it. So, I worked under another company for about 4 years and learned a lot, learned a lot what to do, learned a lot what not to do. And then I thought, "Well, let's take a jump." And I did and been working out.
1: <laughs> that's that's great. Awesome. How big is your service
2: area? I will serve I will go pretty uh pretty big. I will go almost anywhere. Like I will go Santa Barbara. I'll go. We just did a job in La Jolla. I don't know that I would do that again. It was mm. maybe a little too far. Yeah. I'd say Orange County might yeah. be my cutoff. We don't need to visit, we visit the house twice, once to see it and take pictures and video, and then once to stage it yeah. well three times and then once to pick it up. So distance-wise doesn't really matter to us so much. Hmm. Really, it's what do you need and can I get it there fast enough? Oftentimes agents or homeowners will wait till the last minute to call us, which is not really great because we need about a week's notice or two weeks notice Hmm. to get them on our schedule. Okay.
1: How big is the crew that unloads and loads? How many people does that take?
2: We typically show up at every job with two movers. And then either myself and my assistant Karen, or just myself or just Karen. So there's three of us, three to four of us max on a job. And while that seems like not a lot of people to move into a whole house, we can do it in about four hours. It's about an hour and a half for the main stuff. And then I say an hour per bedroom because they have to put the beds together mm-hmm. and things like that. So, right. but I like to work quick and get it done. So honestly, if it's a day and I'm working past three o'clock, I'm not very happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us about high maintenance clientele, you'll stage, because I know this happens or or correct me if I'm wrong, you'll stage a house and then will someone, whether the owner or the agent call you and tell you, you need more pictures on the walls, you you need more pillows, or I don't like this. cat. Like, Does that happen? Does it happen a lot? (laughs) Yes. Talk about that.
2: When I first started, it happened more so, but I will say at the company I was with before, I did learn nice ways to handle that. And I actually have a nice big red clause in my contract printed in red that says I get to decide. Mm. And the reason I get to decide isn't really because I'm a control freak, which I might be a little bit of a control freak, but um, more so that like the agents price the house. They know how to price the house. I don't know how to price a house. They know how to negotiate. I don't know how to negotiate. I do know what I'm doing and I know what needs to be in a house and how it needs to be set up. And the reason I picked the color scheme for the house or the pillows for the house. So oftentimes we will get a call like that, or some agents like to be more involved in the stage than others. And I just gently remind them that, hey, this is what we do for a living. You call this for a reason. The reason we put the couch here is because you never want to walk into the back of a couch in a house because it cuts off a room and makes it feel smaller. Or the reason we chose this color scheme is because of this. So it happens, but we try to nip it in the bud. Like if I go on a consultation and I find that they have a lot of opinions, we try to talk it out ahead of time so that we don't have any misunderstandings on the back end. Right. But That's it does smart. happen and everybody has an opinion. So we listen.
0: What's cool about Kelly is I remember when we had some houses, like we had a house with like a turquoise door she would stage the interior with like a turquoise accent. If we had a red front door, she would do like, I was impressed. So Mm -hmm. anyways, kudos to you. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Can I ask you some practical questions like for agents or realtors who may have never used a stager or something like that? What does it cost to stage? I mean, you talked a little bit about the length of a contract. What's the pre what do they need to know if they've never used a stager in terms of cost or how it works or how long? Who pays? Give me the details here.
2: Okay. So as far as who pays, typically it is the homeowner who pays the staging cost, and the staging cost is all paid up front in advance of the stage and the sale of the house. I do have several agents that I work with on a regular basis who will pay the staging cost up front and collect it back out of escrow. Mm. I always like to recommend maybe they the agent pays half and the homeowner pays half, that way both people have some skin in the game. I feel like that's always a fair way to do it. Oftentimes if the I have found if the agent pays the full amount, sometimes the homeowner is less willing to do what they need to do to get the house prepared. So that's sometimes not great, but as far as cost Every house is different. I will say if they've never used a stager before, everybody is always surprised by the cost of staging. They like to think that staging costs $2,000 or $3,000 because that's what they see on HGTV. Um, but typically, I'd say prices in the area we're in, prices range somewhere between like $5,500 to 13000 Yeah. And I know that's a huge range, but that also depends on the size of the house. Right. And in HGTV, those people are, their sponsors pay part of it and all of that. So, but cost anywhere in our area is somewhere between, I'd say 5,500, probably till about 13,000, depending on the size of the house. There are some stagers who will charge you 20,000 for even your smallest house. I am not that stager. I think it's a different price point and they want the pianos and the pool tables Mm -hmm. in those homes. So, Mm -hmm. But every stager is different. I would tell a new agent, make sure your stager has insurance, make sure everything that goes into the home is insured, make sure that your stagers workers have workers comp, all of those things. There are a lot of people who start in their garage, which I did. So I'm very aware that that is a way to do it. And they'll do a job, they will do a job for $3,000. But their idea of a job is doing a room that has a couch and one chair in it, and no lamps and no art or anything like that. So If they're new to it, ask the stager, what does that mean? Is everything included? Are we going to put art on the walls? Are you going to have lamps? Are you going to have dishes on your table? Mm -hmm. Things like that.
0: Got it.
1: Random question. How do you transport lamps without breaking? (laughs) (laughs) They're the hardest thing when you're moving to like secure.
0: (laughs) Very technical questions here. I just put them in the
1: front seat (laughs) of the car.
0: Thank you for that question. Yes, you're welcome. Quite important. I'm here to
2: ask the the real questions. I will tell you, every stager wants a, a good answer to that question. There's like staging blogs where that is that's what It's the lamp itself. Corrected. It's the lampshade. Uh yeah. I'm
0: going to mm-hmm. leave this interview now and let you handle <laughs> yeah. the rest of this. No clearly... good question. All right, and drum roll. The answer is
2: Sarah. If you could figure out a way to transport lamp <laughs> shades, you could make a million. Mm.
0: <laughs> you clearly you transport them in the front seat oh, of your you get, car.
2: I okay. The lamps are the easy part to pack. The lampshades are the hard part to pack. So lampshades have to go in boxes, like big old Mm. boxes, or put plastic bags over them. Um, They do get dented and scratched, Mm. but the lamps themselves are easy. Now, the hard part is keeping your lampshades with the right lamps. Right. Mm. We don't do a very good job at that. (laughs) (laughs) Mix and match.
1: Just mix and match everything.
2: Yep, 100%. It's what's clean, really.
0: (laughs) Do you ever have a problem with furniture getting damaged or stolen?
2: Yes, both. Um, Damaged, yes, because COVID was really nice because agents stopped having open houses. (laughs) Mm. So people weren't eating in the houses and, and there weren't groups of people in the house at one time. So the stuff came back way cleaner. We have fine coffee cups that have been used. I have gone into houses and found beds that have been slept in, like uh, wow. the Princess in the Pea story, <laughs> where they slept in every bed in the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have had things stolen, little things that are stolen. We probably don't even really realize because we don't inventory the small, small pieces. But we have had once, we did a house that was in West Hills. And I guess there had been people stalking the neighborhood and saw that it was a house for sale. They pulled in, backed up to the house, took out all of the appliances. Mm. And then I think they had extra room in their truck. So then they just started taking furniture. So it happens. We've had houses where the only thing they've taken is blankets and little small things like pillows and comforters. I like to believe that I'm, sometimes I think, I just tell myself they needed it more than I did. So (laughs) we let that go. But most, for the most part, it's been okay. Damages is probably more so than even stolen things. Like people will put cups on tables that leave coffee, like ring water rings on the table. Or if we put candy in the house, they'll eat candy and stick the candy wrappers in a plant. Like <laughs> Silly things. In a plant. Yeah. As it, yeah. It makes no sense, but we see all kinds of crazy stuff. Plants love
0: candy. Water. Everybody knows yeah. that water and candy.
2: I'm um, like, just throw it in the trash can, people. Right. <laughs> that's all
0: funny and you guys are cleaning that furniture right i mean maintaining it or somebody is yeah yeah
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we it's it's we're a small crew so yeah. physically everything that comes back i touch mm-hmm. so i i take it out of the boxes put it on the shelves or karen who's with me does it so we see it we'll maintain it we go through little things get broken it's it's cute sometimes somebody will break something and they won't tell us they'll glue it all back together oh. <laughs> So, so when we go to t- I was like, just tell me if it's broken. It's fine. <laughs>
0: it's like a vase. They'll glue a vase back together. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, man. hundred percent. And I was like, it would have just been easier to tell me they broke That's it. That's <laughs> something
0: a f- like an eight year old would do. Mom, it's fine. I don't I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> right. 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 Yeah.
0: So Kelly, awesome. I think we learned a lot. I think we laughed okay. a lot. And you are awesome. You're definitely one of my favorite states. No, no my truly my favorite stager. So well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for being with us. If people want to find you, use you, talk to you, chat with you, whatever, how can they find you?
2: They can find us on Instagram at kgraceinteriors. We do have a website. I don't know if people even use websites anymore, but we have one at kgraceinteriors.com.
1: Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And we'll provide those links in the show notes so you can get in contact with Kelly here. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was great. I learned so much about staging. I was so curious. I had so many questions.
0: <laughs> Lampshades. You're very
2: welcome. Yeah.
0: Lampshades. It's a lot to learn. Lampshades.
2: It sounds like it. <laughs> all right, Kelly. Well, thanks, guys. It was fun talking to you. And all right. Talk to you later. Be well. Bye. Mm.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds.
1: And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review.
0: If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.
1: We'll see you next time.